This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Do you miss Canty and Carlin? Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio on this Monday. What's Let's up, go. baby? Nothing much, man. You had a marathon of a day yesterday, didn't you? I did, but let me tell you something. I am in a much better mood because we are rolling. 6-0 and oh in nice. the last two weeks. Nice, nice, If you hadn't been paying attention in the ESPN Pick'em Challenge with all of the shows on the radio network, Kenny and Carlin just completed back-to-back perfect weekends. Yes! 3-0 and mm-hmm. oh the last two weeks. So to be clear... On the standings, uh, Evan Wilner, our producer, exactly where does that put us right now? I need to know where we are. Yeah, you're two games back of Freddie and Fitzsimmons, who is leading, and then uh, one game back of Greeny, who somehow, you know, still making picks. I think Nuno and Bubba might be making his picks because he has (laughs) fallen off fast. Yeah, I don't know about the credibility with some of those picks from the Greeny show. I'll just say this, kind of like when you're on the golf course, Carlin, they're working the pencil a little bit. <laughs> They're working the pencil and the eraser a little. Do a little bit of work right there. I'm just, I'm just going to go ahead and float that out there since nobody else is saying it. But, Carlin, 6-0 and and we're still in third place. Matter of fact, tied for third place. That just lets you know the hole that we gave ourselves. We oh dug ourselves to start out this season. Yes. But you know what we're doing? Peaking at the right time. That's it. That's what's happening. Yeah. And that's why we feel good about it. We went 3-0 this weekend with the Jets, with the Eagles, with the Chargers. And speaking of the Eagles, Canty, you were talking about the Marathon Day. One of the things they did yesterday was was call the uh, Giants-Eagles game here on ESPN Radio. Jalen Hurts is the MVP of the league. Can we just – Patrick Mahomes is great, don't get me wrong, and – Maybe in a week or two, I'll be saying Patrick Mahomes is the MVP of the league. Jalen Hurts is the MVP of the league right now, and he didn't even throw up numbers that were flat-out gaudy yesterday. But Canty, in every single way, this guy has been the best player on the best team in the league, and that makes him the MVP. Well, Carlin, he's got 32 total touchdowns to five turnovers. Think about that. 32 total touchdowns to five turnovers. The guy is unbelievable. And yesterday, with the rushing touchdown that he had, the one when the QB draw in the red zone, he became the first quarterback in NFL history to have back-to-back double-digit rushing touchdown seasons. Wow. This guy can give it to you any way you want it, Carlin, and that's what makes this Eagles offense so deadly. When you look at the weapons that they have with A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith and Quez Watkins, you know, Dallas Goddard if they get him back, Miles Sanders in the backfield, They've got so many guys that are dynamic, and Jalen Hurts seems like he makes the right decision on every single snap when it comes to zone read in the running game, when it comes to going through his progression in the passing game. And that's why this team has got to be viewed as the favorite, not only in the NFC, but in the entire NFL to hold up the Lombardi Trophy at the end of the year. Yeah, listen, uh, from what I saw yesterday, and it's not just because it's the Giants, and it's not just because it's one week. This is a team that beats you down 
They do not screw around when you are a bad football team. And they beat the Giants up and down the turnpike yesterday. Yeah. Giants offensively had absolutely nothing going all day long. And when they finally got something going, it was because they went hurry up. And then, they, and then somehow was, down three scores early fourth quarter, they're still not going hurry up. Yeah, but Carlin, it was already over, though, Yes, right? I know. Wasn't, wasn't it already over? Basically. Didn't you, didn't you know it was already over? Yes. The first three drives for the New York Giants, they had a total of three first downs. Yep. In their first three drives. Mm-hmm. By the time they got to their fourth drive, they were down 21 nothing. Yep. It was a wrap. And you know when I knew it was going to be a long day, Carlin? It was the fourth and seven in plus territory for the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, yeah. On that play, it was just like fourth and seven for Nick Sirianni to have the stones to go for in that situation. I mean, Carlin, at that point, you're talking about it being a seven nothing game. You're going up against a division rival. We know the Giants struggle on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, the, the, the playbook is you line up, you try to hard count them, get them to jump off sides. If they don't give you a free five and make it a more manageable fourth down, then you, you take the five-yard penalty and you punt the football and you try to pin them deep. In crummy weather, by the way. Could you imagine this Giants offense in that weather trying to drive the ball 90-plus yards? No. Neither could I. No. But but that's not what Nick Sirianni did. It wasn't conventional at all. It's fourth and seven. You know what? Fourth and seven. Uh, we're on our own 41. We're on the plus 41-yard line. Yeah, we're going to go for it. And not just going for it with a sticks route. We're not throwing hitches or daggers or deep ends to try to pick up the first down. No, we're going to throw a go ball to Devonta Smith <laughs> in, in double coverage between Darnay Holmes and Julian Love, who with Adoree Jackson being out of that game, your top two defensive backs for the New York Giants. Doesn't matter. Devontae Smith makes a play on the ball, touchdown. Yep. But, but that play encapsulated the kind of day that it was going to be for the New York Giants. But I think the other thing that it shows us is the confidence that this team is playing with and the confidence that Nick Sirianni has in his quarterback. Well, to me, that's the bigger thing. That's the bigger thing right now because it's not just that. they Going for it on that fourth and seven, there was no respect level for the Giants. (laughs) There was none. And And that's just because they knew they were better than the Giants. And you're talking about the confidence level that the coach has in the quarterback. Here's Sal Powell on that yesterday. Not, my screen wasn't fine. This Come guy on, is Sal. the CEO of this football team. I'm talking about Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. He would be the CEO of UPS if he wanted to. Or he'd be a great second lieutenant in the Army. And he'd be a great combat officer. He has that kind of personality where he's buttoned up. He's worried about his teammates. He's worried about the job at hand and how he can be- get better. And those kinds of traits are innate. They come from your upbringing. Your dad's a head coach. Your dad has taught you from the beginning. Your mom, the people around you. That comes from your background and your character. You can't teach it. You can't coach it. It's there. And, you know, Sirianni has the same thing. They have an addictive philosophy, both sons of coaches, and it's really permeated the entire team. And and here's the other thing. People can point to, well, Jalen Hurts has the best offensive line in football, which he mm-hmm. does. They can point to he has got A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Okay. Uh, they can point to they've got Miles Sanders, who is the first Eagles 1,000-yard rusher in eight years, mm-hmm. and say, well, you know, a lot of guys could have that success. No, no, no. Watch the guy play. Watch the windows he's throwing it into. And, Canty, you said this early in the year. He drives the football into spots that – 
are very difficult to deliver it to. And that is what makes the difference between a great quarterback and a nice little quarterback, which is what we saw in, in L.A. last night with Tua. You Do me a favor. Watch Tua play and watch Jalen Hurts play and understand the difference between the two throwing the football. It's not close. No, it's not close. And I don't mean to bring Tua into it, but this is what Jalen Hurts has become. Canty, this was a weakness at one point, and now it's a strength. There's no doubt about it, and it just speaks to the work ethic that this guy has, and that's what Sal was alluding to. But they flashed the uh, the statistics during the game, the broadcast yesterday, Carlin, and it said, from the pocket this season, Jalen Hurts has the top completion percentage in the NFL. From the pocket this season, Jalen Hurts has the top touchdown-to-interception ratio in the NFL. From the pocket this season, Jalen Hurts has the highest passer rating. That doesn't just happen by happenstance. This is a guy that went to work on the West Coast with Tom House, the quarterback guru, refined his mechanics, and came back a different quarterback in an area that we thought was a potential weakness for the Philadelphia Eagles coming into this season, turns out to be one of their strengths. And, Carlin, we know how NFL people always talk about success in the postseason. They say your quarterback has to, at some point, be able to win from the well. He's got to be able to win from the pocket. Well, Jalen Hurts is doing that at a higher level than anybody in the National Football League. Higher than Pat Mahomes, higher than Josh Allen, higher than Tua. And so from that, we have to give this Philadelphia Eagles team their respect because even though they have the requisite weapons, you now have the requisite quarterback play that it takes to win a championship. You got a guy that in those clutch situations can get you on the other side of it by his arm and not necessarily just by doing it with his legs. And I think that's what separates the Philadelphia Eagles from any other team in the league because Jalen Hurts' consistency throughout this season is what gives me the most confidence and what gives his teammates the most confidence when it comes down to those situations. I wonder if people really truly understand how difficult that is for a quarterback who has uh, been somebody that has relied on his legs a lot in his career. Yeah. To You almost have to beat it out of yourself. It's discipline. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible discipline. And look, from top to bottom right now, He's been the best player in the league this year, and that's been the best team in the league this year. And it's not particularly close. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app, presented by Progressive Insurance. Now, look, we get it. Hiring the right person can make or break everything you've worked for. Indeed's end-to-end hiring solution makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates all from one place. The moment you post a sponsored job, you'll get instantly matched with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your job description. And you can have them conveniently schedule and conduct virtual interviews with applicants right from Indeed's hiring platform. Start today, get $75 in credits toward your first sponsored job. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Terms and conditions apply. Purdy going to drop back to pass. Under pressure, going to step up. Try to run for it and go to the end zone standing. Touchdown! This is the best quarterback play the San Francisco 49ers has gotten the entire year. He did an awesome job. Uh, I think all you guys saw that. Purdy back. Time. Pumps. Now going to throw for the end zone. Wide open. Granted, are you? You know, it was was another football game. They're They're better. better. I'll tell you what, mm. 
we can we can <laughs> jump up and down about Brock Purdy all we want. He's been he did a great job yesterday. Phenomenal. Absolutely just top notch. Yeah. That 49ers team is one that nobody wants a part of, right? Mm. Nobody. I, I will say this, big fella. There's only one team in the NFL that I think would be up for the task with the 49ers, yeah. and that's the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. I, I, I started know, dreaming last night about that NFC championship game. Yeah, I don't know that there's another team out there that could match their physicality on both sides of the ball because that's what you're going to have to do against San Francisco. They're going to make it a fist fight in the phone booth. No fair dodging, and if you're not up for the challenge, then you're going to get boat raced like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did yesterday. Listen, I don't want people to jump to a conclusion here that it doesn't matter who plays quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, okay? (laughs) Just relax. Mm -hmm. Relax. He was 16 of 21 for two passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, and his first NFL start. Good for you. That was a, a great day for Brock Purdy yesterday. That, he got away with one, too, yesterday, too. He did. He got away with one he yesterday. He did. Chris, that was beating down the other team. Talk about taking care of business with the Philadelphia Eagles. That was a beatdown of what is a, an exceptionally mediocre team at best in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No, it was. But, you know, here's the thing. It's his first start. We wanted to see how he was going to react going up against Tom Brady. And you know the kind of pressure that comes along with playing head-to-head against the GOAT. And Mm -hmm. for a guy in his first opportunity to be the guy under center, start in the NFL at home, there's a lot of pressure in that situation, and Brock responded appropriately to it, and he played within himself. Now, the numbers ain't going to jump out at you. I mean, he was a glorified game manager. He was more of a point guard than anything else, Carlin, Mm -hmm. because he was 16-21 for a buck 85, three Mm -hmm. total touchdowns. But I think his ability to be good in situational football – is the thing that gives me confidence about the ceiling for the San Francisco 49ers team. Yesterday on third downs, Brock Purdy, 5 for 5, 48 yards and a touchdown. Against the Blitz yesterday, 5 for 8, 56 yards and a touchdown. This dude is making the right decisions. And for a rookie quarterback in a system that can be a little bit complex when it comes to the formations, the shifts and the motions, this guy has shown great command, and that's why Carlin – after a couple of weeks, there's no reason for me to lower the ceiling on what the San Francisco 49ers could, could be. No. No, there's not. And and I think after last week, did I think that was a death blow by no stretch? I thought it was a hit as everybody else did. Yeah. But, Chris, the level of play of this defense is going to elevate everybody. As yeah. long as Brock – I mean, I hate to put it this way because it's just so simple to say it like this, but, kid, don't go screw it up. That's it. Don't screw it up. Don't put our backs to the wall and hand the football over to the other team at our 20-yard line, and we're going to be fine. Well, listen, more games are lost than won in this league, especially this time of year. So So don't go lose it. Can you have a quarterback that can take care of the football, do no harm, and then make a handful of throws throughout the course of the game that that can be the difference in sustaining a drive and getting opportunities to score points? I think Brock Purdy has shown that he can do that. Now, you know, we'll see what happens as we ratchet up the competition level. But right now, Carlin, I mean, you got to feel good about the 49ers' chances at being able to lock up the NFC West and host a home playoff game. And remember, that's what we said that they had to do in order for them to have a chance to have a deep playoff run. If Brock Purdy has to make a postseason start, let that first postseason start be at home. And it seems like it's setting itself up to be that right now. 
with what's going on in the rest of the division in the Seattle Seahawks dropping one at home to the Carolina Panthers yesterday. You're certain you're seeing like we talked about earlier, well frankly, with us going 6 and 0 the last 2 weeks, teams peaking at the right time. Yeah. San Francisco 49ers are peaking at the right time. They are, their defense is rounding into form and their offense is playing with a lot of com- uh, confidence. The one thing I would say here though is the Debo Samuel thing would worry me a bit because when we're talking about great playmakers in the league, he's at the very top of the list, mm-hmm. and it looks like this is a high ankle sprain. And to me, that sounds like it's going to be quite a few weeks at least before you're able to get him back. Well, if you don't see him for the rest of the regular season, that's fine by me. I know what Debo is bringing to the party, Carl, and if yeah. that's what it takes, then so be it. But based on what we saw yesterday and how ugly it looked initially, because, I mean, listen, when he got hit, he let oh, go I of that ball. tore it up. When yeah. he got hit, he let go of that ball. I thought he destroyed his knee, dislocation, everything like that. And when it came back that it was his ankle and it was not his knee, sigh of relief. An additional sigh of relief when it sounded like he didn't have to have surgery to repair it. So you entertain the possibility of seeing number 19 back on the field at some point this year, even if it's in the postseason in January. But, Carlin, looking at their final four games, they're on the road on Thursday night this week against the Seattle Seahawks, home against the Commanders Christmas Eve, on the road against the Las Vegas Raiders New Year's Day, and then at home against the Arizona Cardinals to finish out the regular season. Not exactly murderer's row. Not exactly murderer's no. row. So you have an opportunity to be, what, an 11-win team? Maybe a 12-win team if everything breaks right? Mm. That's a pretty good spot to be in if you're the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, you have the potential to be the number two seed in the NFC. Now, we'll see what happens with Minnesota the rest of the way, but you do have that potential still laying out there as long as Brock Purdy doesn't mess it up and that defense continues to play at a really high level. Carlin, last note I'm going to say, that defense that you're praising right now have only allowed one opponent, Carlin, since that loss to the Kansas City Chiefs in Week 7. Only one opponent has scored 17 points. One. Only one. And that was the Miami Dolphins two weeks ago. That was it. Everybody else has been under that. So you've gone six straight games holding opponents to 17 points or less. You're going to win a lot of games in yep. today's NFL if you're doing that. Now, uh, a little bit of news on the 49ers. Do with this what you will. Uh, Adam Schefter just tweeted this a few minutes ago. Uh, veteran defensive back Dante Johnson tore his ACL. He is out, uh, it appears, for the rest of the year. Now, Dante Johnson, not a starter for them, but still a little bit of depth hurt there. Yeah. Uh, overall, though, I don't know that you can look at the 49ers right now and not expect them to be in the NFC Championship game. And I know I I tend to put the cart before the horse a little bit, but this defense is at that level. This this defense, Chris, it's climbing more and more toward one of the great defenses we've seen in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. It's really getting very close to that. And, kid, hand the ball off, don't screw it up. Throw the ball 10 yards in the air, get it to a playmaker. That's it. Carlin, I got to ask you this question, legitimate question. Mm. Is this the best linebacking core in the NFL? Uh, Between Dre Greenlaw, I love Fred, Fred Warner, Warner, and um, Al Shire. Al Shire, yeah. I love is, Fred is it, Warner. Is this the best linebacking core in the NFL? It may be. It may <laughs> be. damn good. But then, but Chris, I mean, even the secondary with Ward and Hafunga. Yeah. Uh, both Wards, I should say. Yeah. I mean,. It's it's damn good top to bottom. This is what I'm saying. And they got that other kid, Lenore. 
Yeah. He's pretty damn good. I mean, they've, they've got some players. All, they've got playmakers on all three levels of their defense, which is what makes them so dominant, Carlin. And you would think in today's NFL, it'd be hard to win a championship like that because you have so little margin for error and the rules are set up for the offense. But I don't think this defense gives a damn. No. No. I, I think they're just going to keep punching you in the mouth for 60 minutes, and they're, they're going to look up, and on most Sundays, they're going to be the last one standing. They beat you 35-7 yesterday. And you didn't even have a sack from Nick Bosa in the game. Oh, by the way, he's sitting on 14 and a half. Catch it, Carlin, ESPN Radio. And on the ESPN app, we want you to be a part of Canty and Carlin Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Call us at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper. The one fans deserve. I had a Dr. Pepper this weekend. It was Oh, it was spectacular. I love Dr. Pepper. Anyway, we are just getting the ball rolling on a jam-packed football show. I don't even know if we're going to have enough time for everything that we have to get into today. In just moments, there is a very interesting contractual development that you may not be aware of when it comes to the big-time quarterbacks in this league. You're going to want to get the insight from Mike Tannenbaum next because if you think that after this year, Jalen Hurts and Justin Herbert are going to be getting the big money, they may not have to wait that long. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Did you miss Canty and Carlin?
Yeah, it wasn't not pretty for Big Blue yesterday. Who the hell was that guy on the call? I don't know, but he sounds handsome. <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh, man. That was me! <laughs> With Sal Pell on ESPN Radio yesterday afternoon. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Let us welcome in our front office insider. That is Mike Tannenbaum, who joins us right now. Mike Let's just start simply here. Is Jalen Hurts the MVP of the league? Absolutely. Um, I think each week, guys, it gets more and more clear. It's really hard to say that he isn't the MVP just based on how well he's played and how consistent he's been. Mike, I saw this idea floated out there this weekend about Jalen Hurts, and we all know based on the current CBA that teams have the option of extending players' rookie contracts after their third regular season. So there's a potential for the Philadelphia Eagles to entertain a contract extension or at least initiate the negotiations during the bye week, during the playoffs. If you were the general manager in that front office, if you're Howie Roseman, do you entertain the idea of potentially trying to extend Jalen Hurts before the playoff run? I wouldn't. And you're talking about hopefully, you know, the face of your franchise for the next decade. And, you know, we saw a massive deal, for example, with Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers. Certainly, Deshaun Watson, we're talking about just a huge commitment, Chris. And I think there's a time and a place to do it. And I don't think that's before the playoffs. I think it's something that's done in short order um, after, uh, hopefully for them, the Super Bowl. Um, But I don't think you want to do something, anything that would take away in terms of preparation for the playoffs. And I I hear you on that one, Mike. But just, you know, just throwing this out there, Justin Herbert is just going to finish up his third year. Joe Burrow is going to finish up his third year. If you're Howie Roseman and you're sold on Jalen Hurts being your your long-term answer at the quarterback spot, wouldn't you want to beat those other franchises to market with locking in a deal that is probably going to come in at a lower number than Joe Burrow or Justin Herberts? Yeah, and that's why I would do it, you know, if they win the Super Bowl, you know, soon after the, uh, you know, confetti hits the ground in Philadelphia, I would be on it. Um, I understand your point. You want to be first to market, but, I also don't want to create a distraction. I want to win the Super Bowl this year. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider. The other guy in that group is Tua, Mike. You giving Tua a long-term massive extension right now? Oh, boy. I'm giving Tyreek Hill one because he's really important. <laughs> <laughs> he, already got a, he already got one, and you'll give him another one. <laughs> I'll give you another one. We love you so much. Just like um, DJ Collin. You're the DJ Collin of GMs. Another one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, um, I'm going to extend him. You know, we don't have a first-round pick next year. We lost one, and we gave one up for Bradley Chubb. You know, he's got to be our guy. Um, But, look, not that there's concerns, but he needs to be well-protected. And, look, candidly, guys, right, most of them do as well. I think what we saw last night was just a weird situation where it just seemed like on every single play, guys, like literally, like, Somebody was in Justin Herbert's lap. He's like, oh, excuse me. I'm just going to climb the pocket here, complete a pass. Um, it's just really interesting. I just um, – I think you have to extend to it because I think he's a good quarterback. I don't know if he's great, but if you're Miami, you don't really have much of an alternative right now. Talking with our resident GM, that's NFL front office insider Mike Tannenbaum on Canty and Carlin. And, Mike, I wanted to ask you about the game between the Cowboys and the Texans last year. I mean, yesterday, I think a lot of people coming into it last week felt like this game was going to be more of a blowout than what we saw. 
Did you have any concerns about the Dallas Cowboys after yesterday's game against the Houston Texans? I thought it was actually an important win for them because they won because of their defense. A lot's going to be about, uh, you know, the 98-yard drive and all. But I thought um, what happened with the goal line stand, there's a little over five minutes ago in the game, and Houston could have easily just, you know, gone in, scored from the four-yard line, and we were talking about, you know, maybe the biggest upset of the entire year. But that goal line stand, and Chris, your former defensive player, there's something special about those moments. I think it galvanizes team. And any team, when you look at Dallas right now, they have 48 sacks. That's the, that's the second most in the NFL. And they've only been sacked 16 times, which is the least. So when you have that sort of sack differential, that bodes well. And I, I'm still a believer in the Cowboys. Mike, if you're running the Lions right now, is, Jer- is Jared Goff your future or not? I'm proceeding with caution. You know, right now, Will Levis, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud are the three first-rounders. You've won enough games where – um, you're probably not going to have a chance at one of them. Now, they do have the Rams source round pick, but I, I'm i encouraged, and they have a really good offensive line, and I'm probably going to try to address the corner situation, another pass rusher, and probably go another year with uh, Goff. Mike, great stuff. Appreciate the insight, as always, and the DJ Khaled of GMC. I mean, do you even do you get that reference or <laughs> another one? Yeah, I no. no clue. No. No clue. That's all right. I didn't until like That's two all weeks right, ago. Mike, you go with us. You go by us. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Uh, all right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate Another it. One. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong about Tyreek Hill. This is the thing. One guy needs everything to be perfect, and one guy doesn't. Jalen Hurts doesn't need everything to be perfect. Tua needs everything to be perfect to be successful. I, I just want the Tua non-believers to call into the oh, show good luck. because I want to hear the excuses Everybody wanted to dismiss what happened in San Francisco two weeks ago as just a bad game, something that all quarterbacks are entitled to. How do you explain away what happened yesterday? Chris. How, no, no. How do you explain away what happened yesterday? Or can you? I can explain it. No, I want to hear from them, though. Okay. I want to hear from them. My explanation would be he's not that good. Well, I know I know your explanation because I, you're not a part of Tuanon. I want to hear from Tuanon. I understand that. Three for 17. That's how he started oh, yesterday. God. Three for 17. Let's go to Anon. Stop hiding behind the uh, eggs for avatars and fi- lighten up Canty's uh, Twitter mentions. Get on the phones. Have some guts. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? That's all 98.7 in L.A. The Chargers call. Justin Herbert is ridiculous. Some of the throws he was making last night, we were talking about him during the break. You're looking at some of the videos during the break. Man. Just absolutely absurd. It's it's incredible. And I know there are some people out there that call Justin Herbert a social media quarterback, but he's pretty damn good in real life, too. The throw he made with 10 minutes left in the second quarter 
the touchdown to Mike Williams, it's an impossible throw, Carlin. Fake left, roll to your right, layer the throw over, uh, I think it was Keogh, for a touchdown. Make sure you leave your receiver a little bit of room in the back of the end zone to get both feet down. It's an impossible throw. On the move to layer a throw like that in between coverage? Yeah. It's next to impossible. I mean, even more impressive throw, people would argue. Five and a half minutes left in the third quarter. The guy rolls to his right, throws back across the field 55 yards to Mike Williams for a huge game to set up a field goal. Chris, even I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand why people want to criticize Justin Herbert. And I, I guess people look at it through the lens of, well, what is his performance, his production led to? Because the Chargers hadn't been in the playoffs since he's been there. They got a chance to make the playoffs this year. But, Carlin, I don't think anybody's blaming Justin Herbert or saying he's the reason why the team fell short. Kenty Carlin, ESPN Radio. We are brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Bill in D.C. up first today on ESPN Radio. Bill, what's up, dude? Hey, same one you guys are picking on, too, all the time. These guys I wouldn't say we're picking on him. I wouldn't say we're picking on him. I mean, all season long, you need to, like, every, I hear everybody calling Dayball Coach of the Year, and it's like, really? Did anybody watch the Thanksgiving game where he blew eight minutes? Well, well that, that, that is the biggest case drill. of whataboutism. You're, you called in saying that we're picking on Tua, and then you bring up Brian Dayball? What is that about? And by the way, no, Brian Dayball's doing the job on his I'm own to lose that award this year, so don't worry about it. Comparison. It's, a, it's an honest comparison. No, it's right? not. He's got to see it's not. No, Comparing no, no. Brian Dayball to Tua? How about you compare Tua to the guy that the Dolphins skipped, who last night was chucking it all over the lot on you? And looking as sharp as green. Kenty, you mentioned the two great throws there. I'll just mention the five-yard out on the sideline that everybody seemed to be mystified by, including Keenan Allen, who just pointed at him like, you just made that throw, dude, with coverage all over him. It's incredible what he can do, Carlin. And think about this. That offensive line is porous at best. Remember, he's played the majority of this season without Rashawn Slater. And yet this team, right now, if the playoffs would start today, would be in. They have the third wild card in the AFC. So I don't know how you can't give props to what Justin Herbert has done. We got to keep in mind, Carlin, also, he had a boy, the, the rib injury early on in his oh, season. Oh, yeah, he, against he, the he got hammered Chiefs. in the ribs. The, the guy didn't miss a game. No. He stayed in there. He played Chris. even though to his detriment. He, he didn't perform well. But the guy has shown guts. The guy has shown he can produce. And now his team is is winning and has a chance to qualify for the postseason. I, I'm not sure what people are criticizing Justin Herbert for and using the Chargers' overall success as some kind of indicator on what kind of quarterback he is. couple of things. Number one, while he does have weapons, if you put Waddle and Tyreek Hill on the Chargers, he'd break every record. He'd break every Every record. Every one. Secondly, yeah. if Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are good players. They're good players. They're, they're not, not on that they're level. Not, they're not Tyreek Hill and, and Jalen Wilde. No, they're not. No, they're, they're not. not. Secondly, if you really are being truthful about looking at it, last night was not a bigger um, referendum on Tua and Justin Herbert simply because of Brandon Staley. The Chargers have not been nearly as good this year as they should have been. Granted, last night they had a lot of injuries going in. But, I mean, to be where they are as opposed to where they were supposed to be this year, 
and the Dolphins having a better year, that would have been a storyline all last week, and it would have been a storyline today after that performance by both of those guys. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. The, the, the head coach for the Los Angeles Chargers, Brandon Staley, I, I, I mean, Carlin, even if they do get you in the You know what really bothered me last night? The fourth down call. Chris, the fourth down call was awful, Carlin. It was awful. And it how was about, awful. Uh, listen, I know they went for it down at the goal line at the end of the first half, right? Yes. If you remember what happened, they had a long delay, and then they came back from the sideline. They changed personnel twice. He couldn't make up his mind on what to do, and they ended up using a timeout. Same thing happened in the third quarter. They can't get the play in. Like, some of that mechanical stuff is not happening. Who do you think that's on? That's on the head coach. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and if they lose the game, I trust me, you're pointing to that stuff a lot more. And and that is something to really pay attention to. When you have those kind of communication problems and you're in your second year as the head coach, who's that on? Yeah. That, 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 that's, on, that's on Brandon Staley. Yep. There's no question about it. And on top of it, Carlin, the first drive that they had, a 15-play drive where they marched down the field have an opportunity to make a statement against the Miami Dolphins who seem like they're reeling because of the three and out that they had. You call that play on fourth down? Yeah. DeAndre Carter falling down in motion across the formation? That was something. That, that's the play you go to? That's the one that you, you dial up in a gotta-have-it situation? I'm telling you, man, he leaves a lot of room to, for improvement when it comes to their coaching situation. Up next, the Cowboys survive, but are there much bigger things to be concerned about? We'll tell you in moments. You miss Canty and Carlin. That's all 98.7 in LA. The Chargers call Justin Herbert is ridiculous. Some of the throws he was making last night, we were talking about him during the break. You're looking at some of the videos during the break. Man. Just absolutely it, it, absurd. It's, it's incredible. And I know there are some people out there that call Justin Herbert a social media quarterback, but he's pretty damn good in real life, too. The throw he made with 10 minutes left in the second quarter, the touchdown to Mike Williams, it's an impossible throw, Carlin. Fake left, roll to your right, layer the throw over, uh, I think it was Keo for a touchdown. Make sure you leave your receiver a little bit of room in the back of the end zone to get both feet down. It's an impossible throw. On the move to layer a throw like that in between coverage? Yeah. It's next to impossible. I mean, even more impressive throw, people would argue. Five and a half minutes left in the third quarter. The guy rolls to his right, throws back across the field 55 yards to Mike Williams for a huge game to set up a field goal. Chris, even I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand why people want to criticize Justin Herbert and I, I guess people look at it through the lens of, well, what has his performance, his production led to? Because the Chargers hadn't been in the playoffs since he's been there. They got a chance to make the playoffs this year. But, Carlin, I don't think anybody's blaming Justin Herbert or saying he's the reason why the team fell short. Kenty Carlin, ESPN Radio. We are brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Bill in D.C. up first today on ESPN Radio. Bill, what's up, dude? Hey, same when you guys are picking on two all the time. I wouldn't say we're picking on them. I wouldn't say we're picking on them. I mean, 
all season long. And he's like, every, I hear everybody calling Dayball Coach of the Year, and it's like, really? Did anybody watch the Thanksgiving game where he blew eight minutes? Well, well I think that, that, that is the biggest case drill. of what aboutism. You're, you called in saying that we're picking on tour, and then you bring up Brian Dayball. What is that about? And by the way, no, Brian Dayball's doing the job on his own to lose that award this year, so don't worry about it. Comparison. It's, a, it's an honest comparison. No, it's right. not. He's got a team. It's not. No, it's Comparing no, no. Brian Dayball to Tua? How about you compare Tua to the guy that the Dolphins skipped, who last night was chucking it all over the lot on you and looking as sharp as green? Kenty, you mentioned the two great throws there. I'll just mention the five-yard out on the sideline that everybody seemed to be mystified by, including Keenan Allen, who just pointed at him like, you just made that throw, dude. With coverage all over him. It's incredible what he can do, Carlin. And think about this. That offensive line is porous at best. Remember, he's played the majority of this season without Rashawn Slater. And yet this team, right now, if the playoffs would start today, would be in. They have the third wild card in the AFC. So I don't know how you can't give props to what Justin Herbert has done. We got to keep in mind, Carlin, also. He had a what, the the rib injury early on in his oh, season yeah. against he, the Kansas City Chiefs. He got hammered in the ribs. The, the guy didn't miss a game. No, he stayed in there. He played Chris. even though to his detriment, he, he didn't perform well. But the guy has shown guts. The guy has shown he can produce, and now his team is is winning and has a chance to qualify for the postseason. I, I'm not sure what people are criticizing Justin Herbert for and using the Chargers' overall success as some kind of indicator on what kind of quarterback he is. couple of things. Number one, while he does have weapons, if you put Waddle and Tyreek Hill on the Chargers, he'd break every record. He'd break every record. Every one. Secondly, yeah. if Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are good players. They're good players. They're, they're not, not on that they're level. Not, they're not Tyreek Hill and, and Jalen Waddle. No, they're not. No, they're, they're not. not. Secondly, if... You really are being truthful about looking at it. Last night was not a bigger um, referendum on Tua and Justin Herbert simply because of Brandon Staley. The Chargers have not been nearly as good this year as they should have been. Granted, last night they had a lot of injuries going in. But, I mean, to be where they are as opposed to where they were supposed to be this year and the Dolphins having a better year, that would have been a storyline all last week, and it would have been a storyline today after that performance by both of those guys. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. The, the, the head coach for the Los Angeles Chargers, Brandon Staley, I, I, I mean, Carlin, even if they do get you in the playoffs. You know what really bothered me last he, night? Not, the, fourth down call, Chris, the fourth down call was awful, Carlin. It was awful. And it how was about, awful. Uh, listen, I know they went for it down at the goal line at the end of the first half, right? Yes. If you remember what happened, they had a long delay – and then they came back from the sideline. They changed personnel twice. He couldn't make up his mind on what to do, and they ended up using a timeout. Same thing happened in the third quarter. They can't get the play in. Like, some of that mechanical stuff is not happening. Who do you think that's on? That's on the head coach. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and if they lose the game, I trust me, you're pointing to that stuff a lot more. And, and that is something to really pay attention to. When you have those kind of communication problems and you're in your second year as the head coach, who's that on? Yeah. That, 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 that's, on that's on Brandon Staley. Yep. There's no question about it. And on top of it, Carlin, the first drive that they had, a 15-play drive where they marched down the field have an opportunity to make a statement against the Miami Dolphins, 
who seem like they're reeling because of the three and out that they had, you call that play on fourth down? Yeah. DeAndre Carter falling down in motion across the formation? That was something. That, that's the play you go to? That's the one that you, you dial up in a gotta-have-it situation? I'm telling you, man, it leaves a lot of room to, for improvement when it comes to their coaching situation. Up next, the Cowboys survive, but are there much bigger things to be concerned about? We'll tell you in moments. Weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.